Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Trick Talks. This is the first episode for our March season um, of Trick Talks and we have a great group of people that are gonna be coming on and today we are speaking with Caroline. So we're just gonna give her a few moments to come in and join the chat. I see her already and we'll get started. So thanks for watching. It's been such a pleasure meeting all these people and let's hello, hello. i've never done this going live thing before with someone i did it once like back when i first got the account and it freaked me out i just jumped right off oh yes <laughs> yeah it can be intimidating to see like more people coming in and watching and it's like Let's go Hello, everyone. <laughs> yes. yes. Are you ready to get started? Yes, definitely. Perfect. So can you give us a little bit of background information about your trichotillomania and kind of your journey with that? Yeah. So I think an important thing to understand about my trick is that it really goes hand in hand with another hair loss disorder I have, which is alopecia areata. And um, I have had alopecia since I was about 11 months old. So it's kind of been a part of my life since forever. And it, you know, it comes and goes, it gets worse, it gets better, pops in different places. And when I was about 13, it started to get kind of bad along the backside of my head. And, um, and I was also a time when I was under increasing amounts of stress. And um, I can actually remember like the first hair I pulled not that it's like a fond memory or anything, but um, but I was sitting in a science class and um, these two boys were really getting on my nerves. Like I had to sit at a table with them and we were supposed to be a team, but they were just like rude, like middle school boys usually are. And I was just feeling at this bald spot I had in the back of my head. And I, I don't know how or why, but I pulled a hair out. And I've been pulling ever since. <laughs> yep. Sounds right. Yeah. I don't know why I just made that sound like a rom-com. <laughs> That's, I, I feel the same way. I'm just like, and the rest is history, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you pull from your hair. Do you pull from any other areas? Yeah. So I used to pull my eyebrows. I do still sometimes pull out my eyebrows, but there was like, I mean, for pretty much the duration of college. I just graduated in May, by the way. So Congratulations. The I am. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and I, I really didn't have eyebrows like for the whole time I was in college. Um, I got really good at drawing them on. So I mean, at least I think I did. Maybe people realized it, but I'm pretty sure it was fine. And you know, like, eyebrow makeup is such a thing anyway. So it never really bothered me that much. But um, one day I just like, decided to set the goal for myself to stop pulling my eyebrows because honestly like and I'm sure you feel a similar situation or sensation when I get an urge to pull like on my head it's like it's a very tangible physical sensation and I never had that um on my eyebrows weirdly I think it was just like it kind of it went there eventually but it was no there was never like that urge there um it was always just on my head so it was a lot easier to quit pulling um, my eyebrows and I'm like 
so in love with and obsessed with my eyebrows, not because of even how they look, but because I, I feel like I earned every single one of these brows and I'm thankful that they grew back because I, I know people who pulled their eyebrows out and they just never came back. Um, so mm -hmm. yes, thankful for that. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much, that's everywhere I've pulled. I always wished I would like to pull out arm hair or leg hair, but just mm -hmm. not doesn't feel good. Yeah, <laughs> hurts thing. a lot. Hurts yeah. a lot to me. I, I've yeah. tried, you know, different areas, and I'm like, this is not. Yeah, the same. I'm like, oh, this must be how it is for other people when they pull out the hair on their head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. When did you first learn that there was a name for trichotillomania, or did you always know? Yeah, no, I I thought I was crazy. Um, well, I mean, I think like you know. I had really just started feeling around bald spots on my head from the alopecia for a long time before I was pulling. That was just like a lot of like feeling. And I think it just kind of progressed that way. And I don't know if it happened before or after I heard the name trichotillomania, but I think like once I knew that there was a disorder and it was a thing that people did and there was a name trichotillomania, I, I kind of feel like it was almost a little bit more triggering to me. Mm. Like, almost I, I i i think it's kind of an unpopular opinion but it kind of it kind of gave me permission i feel like to pull i first heard what trichotillomania was from my dermatologist actually i have to go um ever since i was little i go every like six weeks to get injections in my head to help with hair growth for the alopecia and my dermatologist is like looking at it with a microscope and she saw some broken off hairs, I guess, from me just touching the area. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, have you been pulling out these hairs? And at this point, it's been so long. I don't remember if I actually had been or if the I that Matt planted an idea for me, mm -hmm. but it was probably inevitable anyway. So I, I don't harbor any negative feelings toward her for that. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's how I learned it's kind of a, a weird story <laughs> and I, I understand and can relate to the idea of, of like kind of owning this disorder makes me kind of do it more than yeah before and it's the worst thing too I think like you know one of the best things for feeling better about the disorders is having support and knowing that you're not alone and yet I think like um, you know, I, I reached a point in high school where I was kind of, I was really, really doing everything I possibly could to stop pulling. And I got to a point where I was like, it was, I was seeing a difference. It was getting better. And it was around that time I went to a support group and unfortunately the support group, it like made me pull more at that point. It, the pulling got worse. Mm -hmm. So it's very contradictory. And of course, like, that's not the case for everybody. I still always like recommend support because I think in general, it's better to have support in this than mm. to not. But, um, but every little thing can become a trigger for this mm. disorder. So it's crazy. Yeah. And I'm happy that you shared that, even though, you, you know, you say, hey, it might be an unpopular opinion, trying out different things and seeing what works best for you and like your trick is, yeah. you know, it, it might, you know, someone might have gone to a support group and felt the same way as you. And now they see that and say, Oh, I'm not just, you know, I'm not the yeah. only one that way too. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> what are some of the things that you did try to do in high school when you when you were trying to stop? Well, I was seeing a therapist every week, 
a very high expense. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny, we were actually looking through, we were going through old files and found some of the notes he had given me um, for to help me out. And it was like, try wearing hair gel and like, play with a fidget toy and things. And um, I think I think those things can be helpful for others. Again, you know, it's just my experience, but I never, I didn't really get a lot of, you know, help from from those things like the little fidget spinners or mm -hmm. hair gel is helpful un until it starts to become gross and then you're pulling at it because it feels weird yes um yes. yeah but but yeah i i think just like at the time and i've since i've had some success kind of recently too with the pulling it i my success comes and goes but i think the trick there was um it's just being so mindful about it and thinking about it all the time like it being the number one mission in your life mm -hmm. to get rid of and i think um you know hattie on on instagram we all know and love her um she said something once about how you, you really need to be in the right like mind frame in order to begin the journey to stop pulling your hair because you know, if you're starting that at such like at a very stressful time in your life, um, mm -hmm. it's just going to be a lot more difficult than another time. And I, I definitely believe that to be the case. When you see growth and you notice like the progress that you've made, have you ever noticed that you might kind of go back? Sometimes when I if I ever look at my eyelashes and I'm like, wow, I almost have a full set the next day, I'm like gone like they're Yes, it's like you read my mind. I've never actually talked to anyone about that feeling. But yeah, and I, I feel like I always had that with my eyebrows, because this, this was a battle for so many years to get these back. It's not like I one day just decided to quit. That was like, I mean, it's not a decision to quit either. So, you know, I feel like I have to be kind of careful with my word choice here. But, um, but yes, I can completely relate to that. I think it's definitely different on my scalp because I'm not just seeing loss from the, from the trichotillomania, but also from the alopecia. And the growth is different too. And I think it, it kind of also depends on like the region of my scalp where I think I tend to pull a lot back here on my head, kind of behind my ears. And when that grows back, it's always a lot thicker because I think it, cause it's toward your neck mm -hmm. and feeling that growth I'm always like oh my gosh this is awesome like I'm actually gonna have a full like I can wear my hair up and it's not gonna be a problem mm -hmm. um and then I don't know I, I don't know why maybe you have an idea of why but all of a sudden that hair disappears um that's very disappointing I do yeah. feel like when I have alopecia growth I I don't touch that because it's like it's like sacred like my body did that to me instead of my fingers, also mm -hmm. part of my body. But it's weird the way that I think about it differently. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it's like, I look at it and I'm like, wow, this is so great. You know, I'm so proud of you for having all these eyelashes. But then like another part of me is like, look at all those eyelashes. Like you right. risk losing some, you know, <laughs> like I'm like. That's okay. Yeah, that's probably exactly it. Like, oh yeah. I won't notice a difference if just one's missing, you know, mm -hmm. and then one leads to another. It's like that Lay's commercial. It's like, I bet you can't eat just one. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I noticed that with, if I have a day where I'm not pulling as much, one hair that I touch, even if I touch it and I get that like 
little sensation, I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, you know, the day is it's over. Yes. Yeah, I, I think like a huge problem for me with my trichotillomania is all or nothing thinking. And I've, I mean, I think it applies to my life in a lot of other ways too. You know, I've been on a lot of diets in my life as well. And it's like, I'll be eating super healthy all day, but then, you know, towards the nighttime, I, oh, you know, I'll just have like one little piece of chocolate and then that turns into so much more. And at that point it's like, well, I, I've already messed up. I may as well just the whole day is lost. Mm -hmm. And I have the same um, process of thinking. I think when it comes to my hair, I'm sure there's other things. And I was a psychology major in, in college. And technically the term for that is decision fatigue. Cause as the day goes on, you lose the willpower to be able to say no. Um, <laughs> hi Jay, <laughs> loving you. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw that comment. Um, anyway, yeah, so decision, decision fatigue, that's a huge thing. But, it, but I think it's also just a mindset of all or nothing thinking. And I've known that about myself for so long. Um, but there's, I mean, I've never had any success kind of trying to find something to combat that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I do notice too, at night, like, you know, around bedtime, I am getting... Um, I'm wanting to pull more. Do you find it? Nice yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Which I, I think could be the decision fatigue, but I also know that like, sometimes it's not that because if I, if I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is pull my hair, I'm like, Oh, well, the day is just ruined. Then I'll just, <laughs> I guess I'll just pull all day then. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, maybe. Sorry, that's okay. I have ten percent okay. battery remaining on my phone. Good to know. <laughs> I'll fix that. Um, maybe I should go over there and charge my phone now. I'm just gonna briefly <laughs> move. Um. Anyway, sorry. I guess why don't you go ahead? And that's okay. Uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> okay. So when you you found out about your trick from your dermatologist, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. Did you like? tell anyone were you kind of like it you know mm -hmm. I know you have an account now where you share a lot about it but before that what was your like reaction when you found out I know it was like you know I'm gonna pull more but were you gonna you know telling people about about that yeah I think like when I when I think back on it I feel like I really so badly wanted to tell people and I did tell people that were close to me I felt like I kind of had to because my pulling has always been like pretty severe and it's kind of hard to miss. Like I think anybody spending a lot of time with me in high school or middle school or whenever, I think they kind of, they would just know. And I felt like it was probably easier to just tell them so that they didn't think there was like lice in my hair, you know, mm -hmm. which to me is worse. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, but then, you know, I got, I think my family always wanted to really protect me and they always said, you know, just careful who you tell about this because people can perceive you as crazy. I mean, people don't get it. And I, I always like when I was in high school, I think I was a little naive and I was like, no, 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 they'll understand. Um, but as I kind of got more toward college age and through college, I, I did become a lot more conservative about who I shared it with because my family was right. I mean, people, people don't get it. And I think also a lot of what made me figure that out was after telling people then 
I didn't like the way people would treat me and respond to me and just tell me to stop. And they, no matter how many times I tried to explain, I think, I think a lot of people are not capable of getting it until you kind of have to, you have to try really hard to get them to be in your shoes. Mm -hmm. And there, I mean, unless you've experienced like addiction or some other form of mental illness, it's, um, it's just really hard, I think, for people to fully extend that compassion. And it's not that, you know, that they're bad people. I think it's just, it's a very confusing um, disorder. I mean, I think actually probably the first time I ever heard of anything like Trick was, um, you know, that show, My Strange Addiction. Yes. And there was that girl who pulled her hair out. And I was like, that's crazy. Why would you do that? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So even I, I understand that sentiment that, um, you know, it's, it's very hard to understand um, until you do it, but mm-hmm. I don't recommend it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I always hear just stop or, or I'll say, yeah, I pull my eyelashes out and they're like, Oh, Oh, doesn't that hurt? And I'm like, uh, no, that's the whole thing. Like that's yeah. the whole thing. It doesn't hurt me. I can't just stop. Like if I could, I probably would. So yeah. Oh, I know. I, if I could, st- I would have paid a lot of money to just be able to stop, you know, I don't mm-hmm. think I have loads of money to spend, but like I would spend everything to be able to stop mm-hmm. pulling my hair. It's, I mean, it's so frustrating. It's, it takes away from, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of times people, people say to me like, oh, imagine how much time you'd get back in the day if you weren't pulling your hair. Like I'm a great multitasker. So that's not really the problem. I think it takes away from my own feelings of self-confidence and feeling like I'm in control of my own life. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've always been so able to accept my alopecia because it's something that just like happened to me and Mm -hmm. I feel like more of the victim there. And I, and for a long time, I felt like I just kind of inflicted all of this on myself with the trick. It wasn't Mm -hmm. until recently that I started looking at my trichotillomania the same way that I see my alopecia of, of, you know, it is a mental disorder is a, it's you know, I am kind of the victim here. It's okay to, to feel that way. And I don't need to blame myself for that feeling. And mm-hmm. kind of coming to terms with that, I think, did make it a lot easier to come out with all of this on social media. Um, although, I mean, I'll admit, it's a lot easier to talk about alopecia on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not because of the audience or anything. I just think I... I just I have this tendency to try to justify it um, when I'm when I'm writing about it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's kind of weird. But it's, it's a nice challenge Mm -hmm. to to try to think about it in different ways and try to figure out how it fits into my life the the best way I guess, um, to help the best way to think about it for my life. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to to feel like the victim when it's your own hand doing it you know I feel like there is that disconnect because I feel like I'm betraying myself like it's this betrayal I know I want to my brain's telling me that it wants to do it but I also want to stop and then here comes my hand and it's like it's hard to kind of disconnect like hey this isn't actually you know what I what I want or it's not really my fault even though it's me physically doing it I still yeah yeah and I think I think that if we are not able to understand that and come to terms with that, it's so hard to expect that of other people to, to mm-hmm. understand that, like, yes, we're doing it to ourselves, but we're not. 
Right. And so I think that's always what makes it so hard to tell to people. And I mean, I feel like I've struggled more in my life with trichotillomania, but when whenever I am, you know, trying to explain to someone why I have hair loss, I never, I always just, you know, if it's just in passing, I always just say alopecia because of, I think just, you know, I'm still coming to terms with that stigma and I'm still mm -hmm. worried about how people will look at me and treat me if they knew mm -hmm. that so much of my hair loss is from trichotillomania. Though I, I am at the point now where I really don't know, you know, mm -hmm. what's from what. It's, it's really kind of blended at this point. Right. Well, and what we see, what we see in the media, that's extremely limited. But you, you know, you might see someone who's in like a psych ward, like, you know, and it's like, that doesn't help. You know what I mean? That's not a helpful thing if it's yeah. like a crazy person. Or like, you make me want to pull my hair out. It's like so frustrated. Like, there's just different things that we do see. We don't see a lot. Um, but yeah. I feel like I can totally understand you wanting to just, you know, I feel like from what I've heard from you and from other people that saying that you have alopecia is people are just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Instead of like, why do you do that? You yeah, know, they have never like, a question like, why, why do you have alopecia? You know, like... And it, but it's the it's the same level of responsibility that I have for the alopecia that I that I also have for the trick. So yeah, it's an mm -hmm. interesting dichotomy. It's interesting to live with both. And I also, you know, this is kind of off topic, but I also thought when I started this um, that I would see a lot of people coming forward and saying that there was a lot of overlap, but and people saying that they have both, you know, one form of hair loss and also trichotillomania just because of in my head, they feed off of each other so much. There's the cycle of like, I've lost some hair. So now I'm feeling it slash I'm stressed. And so it leads to the hair pulling, which leads to more hair loss, which mm -hmm. can then lead to more of the alopecia, which then, you know, so it's just it's this cycle. But mm -hmm. I've maybe met like one or two other people who have that. And it's I don't know. I guess I'm surprised that it's not more, uh, that it's, that it's so rare, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm hoping that, you know, if they see this conversation, someone who does struggle with both, yes. both come Find on out, let us know. <laughs> come say hi. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not sure when you, you know, when you started being so open and honest about your trick and your alopecia, did you have some people who, who might've said, Hey, I actually, you know, pull my hair too. Uh, yeah, I, I actually had like a lot of people from high school reached out to me and said like, Oh my gosh, thank you for doing this. Like, I never would have guessed that you had this. Um, people that weren't like that close to me, because otherwise, they definitely would have known I wasn't <laughs> hiding it. Um, but, but yeah, I actually have had a lot of people say to me like, Oh, yeah, this is something I've been struggling with for a long time. And I never have told anyone. So it's nice to see that someone's actually talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so happy because every time that happens, it's like, then they might say it to somebody and then they, yeah. more people come out and more people and more people, because I don't know. I mean, I know about it, but you know, there's something about trichotillomania that's extremely isolating. It's like, you don't oh, want to tell others. Yeah. I, and now that I'm thinking back on it, there was a period of time where I went a really long time without telling anybody about it, like maybe like two or three years in college. And then I went abroad and it was like the first night I got, I had to get extensions, like permanent extensions to go abroad. Cause I had so little hair at the time. 
and I was like so nervous that someone was going to catch me on it. And um, and this girl I was living with, we went out one night and she complimented my hair. And like the first thing that just blurted out of my mouth was like, oh, they're extensions. Um, and I told her that I had trichotillomania. And she was like, no way, me too. And so, yeah. So th that was like, for me, I was like, oh my God, I want to tell so many other people because that's when I really started looking into like how, um, what, what's the word? What's the word for what I'm looking for? Just a lot of people have it. That's what I'm, mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. There's so many people that have it. And I think I read it a statistic that like one in four people will develop a BFRB at some point in their lives. I mean, that's awful. I'm sorry to hear it, but it does mm -hmm. make it feel a lot less isolating. Mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't wish this on anybody, but I also think there are varying degrees of the struggle that people are dealing with with it. But, mm -hmm. but it does make me feel like less like people will have a hard time relating to me. And, you know, that's, that's such a struggle that I think you're kind of mentioning with just how isolating it feels. And mm -hmm. yeah. How yeah. did it feel seeing and meeting someone in real life that had it? What was that like? Oh, I was so joyous. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, at the time, I kind of felt like, wow, we are meant to be best friends. And we are. She's one of my best friends to this day. But, um, but as, time gone, has, as time has gone on, it has, it's less about our friendship and more about just how representative, like, that there's so many more people than you would guess, you know, and people aren't always willing to volunteer it outwardly mm -hmm. like I have tricked like I did when I was just nervous <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but you know if you bring it up then maybe they are more willing to, to come forward and ask you questions about it I mean it's been awesome being able to like talk to people who I haven't talked to in so long that have reached out to me over time and said I have trichotillomania and I'm struggling with this like do you have something for this do you know and because mm -hmm. I mean I I wouldn't call myself an expert in anything, but I do know a lot about trichotillomania. Like, let me tell you. Yeah. And time. I feel like we all have our little toolkits. Like, what has worked mm -hmm. for us? What have we tried? Yeah. You know? And for me, I find that something will work for a little, and then it mm -hmm. stops. Yes. I'm bored with it. Have yeah. you, you felt the same way? Yeah. I mean, that's been the case for, like, every single type of, like, fidget spinner, and fidgety toy like that. I have some really fun ones, um, but but nothing, I mean, nothing like quenches that thirst, you know? Um, yeah. That was a really gross way to put it, but. No, 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 it's true <laughs> though, it's true. Yeah, and it's a good way to like preemptively keep your hands busy, but if you're in the moment, like if you're at work or at school, if you're, you know, in the middle of taking a test, you can't grab a, a fidget toy to play with mm -hmm. it. I mean, like, that's just so unrealistic. You can't always have band-aids on your fingers. Like you can't, right. then you can't use a touchscreen phone that everybody has a touchscreen phone these days. So you can't type on a computer. Mm -hmm. um, so I've, I've had a hard time finding any like thing that really like works all the time for me, but I will show you, I, I mean, in anticipating your next question, <laughs> what has, um, like, worked for me as far as things go, um, I have a ton of these around my house that are, like, these little tubes, um, mm -hmm. like, large headbands, and I have so many of them, and I have different sizes of them as well, and I, you know, when I don't have to be viewed by people, 
I'm wearing those all the time and I look silly and it just looks like I have like a gross rag on my head because I do. Um, but it's like the, it's the tightness around my head um, and the soft, like if I reach my fingers up to pull, it's blocking it. And that's, you know, super helpful. Just, I don't know. It, I think it also helps with the urge a bit because then there's something touching it you know mm -hmm. so that's like that's my go-to thing um they also <laughs> I just realized this recently they use them on this on Survivor as like their oh their buffs yes the, yeah buffs I think I like is the original brand I probably have a bunch of knockoffs I don't think I own a single buff technically but, <laughs> but yeah I have so many of these and I, can, I feel like I can never have too many because they're lifesavers where do you get them for people <laughs> watching Oof. Um, what is that company called that, um, it's like Natural Life, I think is that company that's like super cute and very boho. You see their stuff in like Francesca's and stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah. They, you, do you know what I'm talking about? Like it's that cute little like boho font. Yeah. Um, they, they make a ton of them. That's where I've ordered them before. Um, but any type of like camping or or, you know, like, sports type store. They usually have a ton of them in, like, the hiking area. Mm -hmm. That's where I've gotten some of them. Um, and and they come in different lengths. Like, this is actually a short one. And I don't actually love to wear this one that much. It's very soft. It's my favorite fabric of it. But it doesn't cover all the way down, like, my neck. So then I'm more okay. prone to pull here. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to just find what works for you. But... Um, you know, covering up different portions of my scalp is super helpful. I never did find anything that worked for um, my eyebrows as mm -hmm. far as covering them up. Um, I went through a phase where I put Carmex on them, you know, that that lip mm -hmm. balm that's tingly. Um, and that was that was good for a bit. But then like you said, like I, I got used to it. And it actually the sensation of it made me want to pull more. Mm -hmm. So and tingly. it's with hair gels, like, I started wearing my hair up like this recently. This is like, this is um, one of those insert name here, ponytails, and all oh, my nice. hair is gelled up. So yeah. I have like a ton of gel in my hair, which is good because I can't, I can't grab any one hair because it's so stuck to my scalp. But um, over time, it just, mm -hmm. you can start to feel the grunge build up. So I like to mix it up. Like you were kind of saying, like, go from thing to thing. I wish there were more things, <laughs> but... It's good to have like some things on hand like this that are just you can rotate them out and stuff to to kind of preemptively protect your hair, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I love that. So there's two things. The beauty industry and how beauty is like portrayed in the media and like the standard um, can be really detrimental to people with trichotillomania because we're, you know, sometimes we don't have all our eyelashes or eyebrows or hair. But also I find that there are so many things that we can use now because of that. Mm -hmm. You know, drawing yeah. on the eyebrows, the fake lashes are like so popular. The hair extensions are so popular. Have you seen yourself, you know, be more excited? I know you didn't want to tell about the extensions before. Did you <laughs> see yourself becoming more excited to try like new things and kind of yeah. share, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I think like, I feel like we're lucky because right now, being fake is kind of cool. <laughs> like, People are like, so excited to go on um, 
TikTok and whatever and be like, oh my God, I'm wearing my INH pony and my granite <laughs> eyelashes. And, um, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, it's kind of like a perfect time uh, to be someone disguising hair loss or trigger soul mania or anything like that. Um, you're, you're right. Like I, I remember kind of panicking a little bit when I started to see that trend of, of people combing their eyebrows up and getting that kind mm. of like beautiful combed out um, look. Cause at the time I didn't have any eyebrows and I didn't think it was cute, but I was like, I'm never, I'm not going to, I can't like draw that on. I started buying yeah. more products that were like, you know, um, the kind of pens that mm -hmm. are like liquid eyebrow pens. But yeah, of course, those are like more recent and are just kind of coming, in, you know, into the market more recently. Um, but yeah, it, it is, I think it is a good time <laughs> to embrace, you know, it's okay that this is fake. I, I don't think I would have had the confidence like in high school to wear something like this to school. Um, you know, I'm no longer in school, so it, I don't have to worry about it. And so I think a lot of confidence comes from not having to deal with going to school where a lot of my stress came from of what people were going to think about me. Um, but I think if I were in high school now, it's hard, it's hard to say because I'm so much I'm older now, but but the trends are there. And I definitely encourage people to just come in rocking like some Ariana Grande height and a ponytail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a lot of tricks up my sleeve to hide different you know different hairstyles for different points of loss at this point so if anyone ever needs any of those I've got the tips <laughs> well I want the tips do you want to share like one or two with us yes well this um first of all I I just I have so little hair you wouldn't believe if you don't believe me go look at my profile I mean this all of this hair and all of all over here is completely gone but um but I I use let me get it for you because I don't want to just talk about it and not show you. Sorry, we're going into my bathroom now. Um, I use this spray. I've been using this now for many, many years, and it's literally magic. It just covers up, you know, I'm lucky because I have brown hair. I think it would be harder if I had a lighter color of hair, but I just spray it right on the skin. And if and I have just like a couple pieces of hair in the front, and just that's enough texture where like, it's like you got you can't really tell that I don't can't tell at all. <laughs> wow, um, it's literally magic. And so, you know, once I'm I'm able to comb everything up, I'm missing like all my hair over here. I just spray it on. I put in. Let me get the gel. <laughs> um, I use this got to be glued gel. I just started mm. using it. I don't know how much I like it. I'm sure there's something else that's better out there, but it was cheap. I get some bobby pins. And then this ponytail is awesome. It's by insert name here. And it's, I got the shortest one because I didn't want to put too much weight on my hair. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And one more thing that's underneath. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is great that I can share this because I just got these and I'm so excited. Um, these are Ponyo hair holders. Yes. Every single one of these products were from Instagram ads that I gave into over time. Um, you guys have probably all seen them because they're, I'm sure they're marketed to all of us because we're all in the hair loss club, but they're like copper covered in silicone and you put your hair through, you bend it flat and then you bend each side like this. So that's what's under this. And that gives me like so much more volume. 
it's ridiculous and it holds my hair without pulling it out like I haven't lost any hair to this so that's good and then this is just it's a comb and then the hair wraps around so it's extremely easy and yeah I mean without extensions where would I be but um my first ever oops sorry <laughs> my first ever big investment wig um I ordered it about like two months ago but due to COVID and the snow it's just taken a long time to get here but it's coming tomorrow and I've never been a full-time wig wearer but I think I'm about to be but um but it's always good to have these types of tricks up my sleeve that I can kind of you know mix it up with because I think um I, I can't imagine that I'm going to enjoy wearing a wig every day I've never I mean I I wore a wig most days in one year of high school and I just absolutely hated it. It was a lot um, lower quality, but uh, I don't know. I'm just preparing for the worst. So yeah. yeah, it's good to have some of these products up your sleeve. And I probably went through all of that really fast. So if anyone has questions, my DMs are always open. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just wore a wig the other day. I bought a wig because I really wanted short hair. I, my hair is like here now, but I had these really long extensions in. Yeah. Like, I'm dying to cut this hair, but I don't want to. So I bought right. a wig um, and I had it on too tight. And I'm in the restaurant, like, loosening. Oh, it up. gosh. Because you know, know that they have that hook. <laughs> oh, I hate when a wig is too tight. I've been wearing like Amazon wigs every day that are just oh, the worst That's feeling. What I want. Um, Amazon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then, then I need to ask you about this. This is something I'm very nervous about is. Um, you know, I sometimes I pull the hair out of my wigs. And I'm so worried that once I get this nice wig that I've just invested a ton of money money in, I'm gonna destroy it with my trichotillomania. Have you ever had that problem? Not with the wigs, but I had my hair extensions that I had in recently, mm -hmm. it was human hair. And I was yeah. like, looking for those split ends. Yes, and I, I I'm the same. Yeah. yeah. I had human hair extensions up until like a couple weeks ago, actually. Um, I don't know, what, what kind of method did you have to install them with? They did were tape-ins. Have... Oh, okay, so I never tried the tape-in, but I had the kind that are, um, they're... it's basically exactly like the Ponyo, <laughs> but like really small. Um, like it's a copper bead, basically. Oh, cool. And I would, I would sometimes pull those too, because I would find like a thicker hair in there that mm -hmm. didn't belong with my hair and yeah I mean there are just there's always so many triggers and so I it's something I'm really nervous about and I've been trying so hard in the days leading up to getting this wig to you know wear wigs and you know can I not <laughs> can I not do it um but I don't know I guess we'll see I think overall though um it is going to be helpful at least to protecting my own hair um, I don't know how much that's worth ultimately, <laughs> like, um, but, but yeah, I'm excited and I'm excited to kind of share that along my journey. Cause I think that's kind of the biggest challenge I'm up against next is I feel like I'm kind of being given a clean slate and a second chance mm -hmm. to start over with a full head of hair. Um, and there's not going to be any bald spots in it. So, you know, if that's a trigger for me, there won't be that and all mm -hmm. the hair is going to be the same texture. So hopefully that won't be a big trigger for me. So I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's going to be a challenge. <laughs>
Yeah, I find when I when I wore the wig the other day, besides me like trying to undo it in the back because it was like, yeah. like so tight, I I'm very scared of like. Well, I wore a wig one time and uh, my hair like it just slid back. And my yeah. friend was like, "Hey, it slid back." So I'm always so like nervous to touch them. Yeah. Because if I have it on secure enough, I'm like, okay, like don't mess with it because I don't want it to like, you know, yeah, push around or something. But I maybe that, that you know. Yeah. Oh, and also a good wig grip is also good. I don't know if you found the right one for you. I don't think I found the right one, but I'm using the wig fix right now. And that's been pretty helpful for me keeping the... What is that? The cheek. I don't know. It's over here. <laughs> um, you're just getting a tour of all my things. Um, I love This is the wig fix. Let me oh. prop, my, prop my phone on something. Okay. Hi. Uh, this is it. And it's like, it's silicone, it's stretchy, but not too stretchy. And it's like, it's thin, but okay, here's what I don't like about it is that it basically it has these like spikes, which um, it keeps, you know, it, it provides some friction to keep the wig from moving around. And it, it's literally amazing. Like the girl in the commercial, she like tugs on her wig and it won't come off. And I tried that, it works. <laughs> I don't know how. But the problem is that it's simultaneously, it's digging into your skin. Um, and I think that probably if I had enough hair here, it wouldn't be a problem. Because I think that's the point is that you're supposed to be protecting your your hair edges. And so the, the spikes should just be going um, into your hair if you had thick enough hair. But since I don't have that, it, I mean, when I take it off, I'm there. It looks so bad. Like I'm genuinely like concerned that I'm causing damage because there's just little red like holes in my head. I'm sure mm -hmm. it's not a huge deal. Um, it's it's the same as you know. If it's kind of like if you get your hands in water for too long and you get those little wrinkles on your fingers. Mm -hmm. It kind of it's kind of like that. But um, I just got a, a new wig grip though from um, from Bijou Wigs. I. I haven't taken it out of the box yet. I guess I could right now, but um, yeah. Do you want to see it? I can go. Yeah, I, would I can love get to. it. Let me find it. Uh, yes, here we go. Danielle from Bijou Wigs, by the way, is like the nicest person ever. Um, she's just become like one of my favorite people in the world. Um, anyway, okay, here's this. So. So yeah, if you don't want to go like the silicone route, like I think the more popular uh, wig grips that holds the wig onto your head are made of velvet. And so if you have a lace top wig, you know, you want to be able to see, you know, apart from your head. It's going to be so easy for me to create that look because I don't have any hair here. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I have the perfect hair for a wig. Um, so anyway, this is clear here. Um, so that, you know, you get that same effect and just, I think, um, the, the friction from the velvet is supposed to keep that wig in place. Um, I'm just gonna not use this until it's time to, but anyway, that's kind of, these are the different grips and I love wearing any type of headband as, as far mm -hmm. as trick goes, cause I literally cannot access, oh my God, see, this is why I don't like wearing this gel is it literally mm. <laughs> creates so much gross glue and anyway sorry so I've gotten off topic but anyway I love wearing things that are that protect um my edges that's I think a, the biggest place where I pull 
is along any part of my hairline, especially in the back. So mm -hmm. I don't remember what the question was, but there you go. <laughs> that was amazing. No, I didn't even know. That's I, I need to be more educated with wig stuff because I don't even I didn't know what a wig grip was. And now I got educated. Too, and I'm like, I want to invest. It is amazing technology. Yeah. <laughs> There's some good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I feel like all of the wig products and different hair products I've used in the past couple of months truly did come from Instagram ads. So you I have gotten Ponyo like a lot. Oh, yeah. I've been getting Ponyo for a while and I really <laughs> for a long time, but it, it actually is. It's very good. I've got to say it's it's a good I'm product. Excited. Yeah. Might have to check that out now. They're getting me too. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> so let's talk about your YouTube. Do you want to tell us a little about a bit about your YouTube channel? Yeah. So yeah, I think and I the whole point of Hair Me Out was supposed to just be a YouTube channel. I was just gonna kind of share my stories and, and get others to come on and share their stories. Really, the YouTube has turned into a place for me to show the various tricks and hacks that I have inside my hair loss because um, I didn't really realize it until I started the YouTube, but I kind of am an expert on hiding hair loss in like various, um, I think, unconventional ways, but mostly everything on there is, um, you know, it's, it's extensions and wigs and the storytelling. Um, I did tell my trichotillomania story on there, which I think is my favorite thing I've done, even though it's just me like straight on talking to the camera. Uh, it probably gets boring. I think it's the best I've ever done in articulating that story. But anyway, the, the grander idea idea of wanting to share other people's stories like much like you do you've been a huge role model to me in all of this um, yeah is um is my is on my podcast which is the hair me out podcast and um yeah I <laughs> I feel like I've kind of dropped the ball on it recently because I have like so many um in the works that I just need to edit and then get posted mm -hmm. but but I'm just a huge firm believer in in sharing our stories. I just I think that's the biggest thing for representation is getting not just like one person out there to be a spokesperson for all people with hair loss and trichotillomania, but for us all to be able to have our voices heard, you know, by one person or another, whether it's, you know, people at my high school, you know, when I was a kid, when I was in elementary school, I literally shared my alopecia as a show and tell object. Oh, that's um, so cute. Yeah. And I think like from that point on, I'm sure if any if anybody from my class ever encountered someone else with hair loss, they probably thought back to me and thought, oh, okay, that's relatively normal because I already know someone with that. So I just, uh, anyway, I'm a big firm believer in telling stories. And I think everybody has you know, something unique to bring to the table. So anyway, that's why I created the podcast. But yeah, um, the YouTube, it's kind of just become a place for me to give tutorials at this point, um, which is not what I intended for it. And it might become something completely different. But um, yeah, this whole the social media, the hear me out, the there's a blog too. I, I did not expect for it to turn into what it has, which is for me, been gaining such a huge community and just you know supportive individuals that I get to look up to and I may not interact with every single person I follow every day but I get to see you know like like 
the majority of people that I see on social media now are people like me who are dealing mm -hmm. with the same challenges I am. And it makes it for me just feel like it's not the biggest part of who I am. It's not like the biggest challenge that I face because everybody else I see has it. I know it's kind yes. of like, it's a weirdly skewed view of the world, but, um, but it's, it's been really helpful for the way that I see myself. And I think my confidence and my ability to just own all of this has just, I mean, it's been so good for me. I can't believe it. It hasn't even been a year yet. I started this in um, July and I just feel like I'm a completely different person as far as like my perspective on hair loss and mm -hmm. all of that goes. So, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I love what you said about you see everybody that's like you. Yeah. You know, we, I've never heard that before. And now, you know, no. thanks to social media, we do. And how amazing. Go before you found someone else with trick. Oh. Let me think. I remember Tumblr. Did you have a Tumblr? Yes. Oh, I was. Yeah. I, I still have it. <laughs> I do too. I do too. <laughs> I can't let go. I love Tumblr. Um, but yeah. I, Learn. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll DM my thing. Um, yeah, I, I remember like one time I just searched trichotillomania and I was mm -hmm. like, hmm. and there was someone and I, I like messaged them and I was like, hey, me too. And I don't know what, and that was it. I think they were like, that's cool. Like, I don't know what they said, but it was just like, I had seen someone else have it, but I didn't meet, I haven't physically like, I couldn't ever hug someone who like has it. I still haven't yeah. met anyone in person yet. Um, but really, like, starting this account in, like, 2018, that's when I was really, like, starting to talk and meet and, like, Zoom with people. Zooming, you know, last year and this year has been, like, the big thing. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, whoa, like, there's so many people there's that so many. do the same thing I do. Yeah. And I think, I honestly, I think, like, it's so many more than we would ever possibly know because I think there's a lot of people that, like, at least once in their life got stressed and pulled an eyebrow out or something, you know, mm -hmm. and maybe they don't have trichotillomania, but they have experienced it before. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's been a crazy shift in perspective. I'm sure you can relate to just being exposed to so many people out here who can relate. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels like there's this deeper understanding between all of us. Like we yeah. just all get it. And so anything that we do past, like, the whole trick thing, it's like, we're friends. Like, you know, yeah. we have this deeper connection than maybe someone else would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, I think, like, the biggest thing is, like, you know, when you meet someone with trichotillomania that, like, they are absolutely not going to judge you or think that you're crazy, like so many other people in my life, probably. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I've been labeled crazy so many times, maybe not mm -hmm. even with trichotillomania but <laughs> but it's nice meeting people with trichotillomania who just get it it's yeah mm -hmm. it's it's a good good community i have to ask you when did you publish your book and where can i get a copy oh okay so i published it in july of last year oh really? july 23rd yeah and um it's on amazon oh okay I'm gonna have to check it out. I saw it was like calling to me when you posted the picture of someone reading it in Charlotte, North Carolina, because yeah. that is where I am. And that is where I have been for many, many years. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I'm not alone here in Charlotte, I guess, which is a good feeling. <laughs> yes.
Yeah, I have some more questions for you. Okay. Before <laughs> things up. Um, so what um, advice would you give someone either younger or older who's kind of wanting to share more about their trigosillomania? Mm, just just do it. I think, um, I mean, it's tough. Like, I think what I was about to say was like, you know, try it out with a couple people just one on one. But uh, honestly, like, it's kind of it's easier to be able to tell it on, you know, if you like are able to have a platform, like social media or YouTube or whatever, I guess YouTube is social media. Anyway, to just kind of come out with it once. It's, um, it's so nice and easy, because um, then you don't have to tell it so many times. I think it, it can be very triggering to share our trichotillomania stories, because I don't know about you, but when I think about trichotillomania, all I want to do is pull my hair out. Um, it's like when you have an itch and you're like, don't think about it, don't think about it, don't think about it. It's like that. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a lot nicer, I think, if you can just, if you have the opportunity to share it with a lot of people at once and don't make it, you know, seem like it's, the biggest thing in your life, you know? Um, I think I probably did that by starting an entire account based on my trichotillomania experience. But, um, <laughs> but my biggest advice to people with trick in general is to not see yourselves as crazy because we are not. And, you know, there's just something inside of us that's, that's making us do this. That you can just feel free to take that blame off your shoulders because, you have nothing to do with it. It's not anything you did to deserve it. Um, you know, you can just let go of that blame. I've held on to that blame for so long. I used to call myself a monster. Um, yeah, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm really nice. I don't bite. Um, yeah, but I guess as far as sharing it goes, you know, I guess, you know, do what's right for you. I, I think it's been it's been the perfect point in my life to come out with it now. I think there are points in my life when it could have been harder, but I think that telling people about it also really can make it so much easier. But it also like it just depends so much on on your life. So yeah, it's <laughs> I have a hard time giving advice about that, I guess. No, it's amazing. It's great. So different, I guess, for everybody's own experience. Well, my next question is, um, <laughs> since you started sharing, have you felt the urge to just like share everything, like share more and more? I feel yeah. like when I first, when I first got that, like, hey, you know, you relate to me, I relate to you. Like, I wanted to be on, you know, the Church of Daughters, like posting all the time, just like yes. letting it out. It felt so freeing. Did you feel similarly? Yes, it's definitely been so freeing. And I feel like, I mean, kind of to, to my point about it's it, like that good feeling of getting it all out at once. I feel like I've, I've shared my trick video with a lot of people, especially people who are like, I don't get it, or tell me that they have trick and they can't figure out how to communicate to their family or friends that they can't stop. Like being able to just like, I have a link, so here you go. <laughs> yeah. Experience. Um, that's really nice to, to not, because I think a lot of times when I try to explain it, um, I, for, I leave something super important out because there's so many little things that I want to add um, to help people to understand that there, there's no one way. You can't explain it easily in one minute. So, yeah, I, honestly, at this point, I should be a pro at, um, at getting it out. But, yeah, but it does, it does feel so freeing when people know and when people know 
how to approach you with it. I think it can be a little awkward when people first find out and they wonder like, what can I do to help you? People Mm -hmm. don't have to feel like they, they have to help you. I think like the people closest to you in your life, um, sorry, (laughs) an ongoing battle with my phone's battery. Um, um, you know, people don't have to owe you anything, you know, you can explain that to them. Um, and if, if you have a trigger, like, I mean, I think some people really like having told people and then people can tell them to stop. Cause I think a lot of people struggle with, um, not knowing that they're pulling and, and I, mm-hmm. I have times, but most of the time I do know, and I'm just, I'm already telling myself not to stop and I just can't do it. So, um, mm-hmm. so it's hard when I'm, when I'm in my inner monologue telling myself, to stop and then someone else tells me to stop it just makes me want to pull more like out of frustration so yeah I think it's very freeing when you are around like a room of people who all know and also know how to treat you with it because yeah I think people can be kind of um just people don't usually know right off the bat so I think that's another piece of advice I have when sharing your story is to not only share your story, but just, you know, have an idea of um, what you like, how do you like people to respond uh, if they see you pulling, you know, even if it's as simple as, you know, don't worry about it. If you see me doing that, it's fairly normal. And I'm probably trying to stop just, you know, Um, one thing that's actually super helpful. um, My boyfriend taught me this because he started doing it. And then I caught on to what he was doing. But if he catches me pulling, he'll like, hand me something and I'm like what do you want me to do with this or like he'll distract me and be like oh you know come over here you know um and I didn't I no one ever tried that with me I think distraction is like a really helpful thing um just getting up and leaving a room can be very very helpful um but especially like if someone else kind of pulls you out of that trance and is like can you hold on to this for me then yeah, and it's nice too when they are when they're not like hold this so you don't pull like. <laughs> so, yeah, wonderful. Now, did you when you first met your boyfriend or when you first started dating? Did you tell him right away, or was that like something you thought about and kind of told him later? Um, he and I were completely different people on our first date. <laughs> we were very fake with each other, but. <laughs> I probably told him and it it couldn't have been more than like the third or fourth date before like he literally he helped me to spray my head with this like so early on in our relationship and I had a friend who did that which it was kind of like a weirdly intimate thing but uh it was like I knew then like I really like this guy because he gets it and he's like ready he's just ready to help me out with it you know Yeah, that's so nice. I think he might be watching this still. I don't know. He may have left, but he's here. So he was here at least. That's wonderful. <laughs> and I, when I first told um, my boyfriend Dan, I, it, I kind of felt at the time like, oh, I kind of have to tell him because yeah. we were talking about like different disorders, and he was like, you don't have anything like that, and I was like, well, <laughs> I really do. You know, so I, I was like. <laughs> here's the time to tell him but you know I I realized all of those feelings that I had felt before you know is he still gonna like me you know um what if he thinks I'm weird you know all those negative thoughts once I told him it was just like out the window you know he was like okay yeah or you know 
I feel like most boys I've ever told, they either just like act like they don't care or they truly don't, they really just don't care. <laughs> like, um, it's always like people that are gonna get too close to your face. I feel like I always have to tell them because you're gonna find out one way or another that I don't have hair everywhere mm -hmm. or you're me pulling my hair if I get stressed or, or if I'm not stressed even, cause that, you know, that happens too. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but people really, they don't care as much as you think that they would. It's just, you know, it's, <laughs> I feel like I'm contradicting myself, but it's, it's just, you know, it's also nice to tell them, you know, in, in the way that it's, it's, I think it's nice to, to share your story so that you control the narrative, you know, they, mm -hmm. you know, this is, this is, I have trichotillomania. It's no big deal. Don't worry about it. It's going to happen, but you don't have to do anything about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a, a boyfriend one time, and we were kissing, and, and I had a bald spot, like, right here. This is, like, my favorite spot. I just grows back, pull it out, grows back, pull it out. And I didn't tell him at the time, and, like, his hand was, like, right on it, and I was just like, no way. <laughs> and he didn't even notice. Like, full-on, like, bare skin bald spot, and I'm like, you have to know. No. <laughs> never told him. Never. I'd be you so out, but, wow, that's so funny. Like, yeah, I mean, I I think that it's not just boys. I think people probably don't notice as much as I think they do. I think that was, like, the worst thing about Trick in college was, like, sitting in one of those big, like, rooms with a bunch of seats and someone sitting behind me. And I was just constantly wondering, like, do they know? Do they know? Like, um, yeah. And that's another huge reason why it's so helpful to tell people because once people know, then, like, they don't – you don't have to worry about them wondering. It's like mm -hmm. all that peace of mind in your own head. Like that's, that's truly the freedom it can give you. Mm -hmm. Well, I thank you so much. This has been a great conversation and I've learned so much from you. It's over already. This has been so fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to talk to you again and yes. have a great evening and Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. It's a truly an honor. You're amazing. And I didn't say it enough, but thank you for all you've done for the thank community. You. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye.